0: Hello and welcome to Tokyo Inclints. My name is CY. You can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram and TikTok at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh.
1: And my name is Jacob. I'm a on Instagram and on Twitter. I have a blog at foodofan.com.
0: And uh, welcome. This is episode 45, I believe. Is this 45? And we've just got a jam-packed episode today. Not (laughs) a lot of time. So let's just get right into it. Maybe bring back the reviews next time, but you know, let's get right into it this time. We've got some follow-ups on tips because, uh, you know, we obviously we did the live show last time and, um, and I think that that went pretty well, but we didn't really actually get to talk about all of the interesting things that, um, that we learned Mm -hmm. after we did the show. Uh, so, yeah.
1: Jake, why don't you start us off? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I have a list of small, like, miscellaneous tips related topics I wanted to talk about. So each of them is probably going to be fairly short, but it's, so this is more of a, a rapid fire <laughs> list, I think. Um, but starting with Ohashido, so I I talked to Mr. Uehara at Ohashido, and uh, just for fun, I asked him if he had seen. Sailor's 110th anniversary pens. And he, if he had any opinions about that. Yeah. And uh, he says he was sort of laughing like Shogun. I. I mean, yeah, there's clearly some inspiration here. But <laughs> he is very dependent on, on Sailor. Right. So well, I mean, there's only so much he can do about that. And that's when he got interesting, right? Because he was talking about how he's using Sailor nibs. We know he's using Sailor nibs. But these are not, you know, your usual like 21K standard Sailor nibs, right? So not only does he have special engraving, not only are they 14K, but he told me, I read this before, but but he confirmed to me that these, even today, he has Sailor soft nibs. So we've talked before Mm. about how Sailor stopped selling pens with soft nibs probably decades ago. It's hard to say exactly when they stopped but they still make them they make them for ohashiro
0: oh that's interesting
1: that's wild actually that's uh yeah it is it is Uh, why don't
0: they put them out on the market that that doesn't make sense (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. And um, by the way, related to that, I actually did get an Ohashiro pen, but I think we have such a jam-packed episode. Uh, I'll talk more about that <laughs> next yeah. time. But but I thought that point was very interesting. That the fourteen K soft nibs are very much alive. Not just the small ones, but the large fourteen K. Oh, does he have nibs.
0: large nibs? Because I've only seen small nibs on his uh, on his pens.
1: I have a I have one with a large nib in my hand right now. Yeah. Ohashiro. Oh, yes. Oh,
0: that's very that's very very interesting.
1: And yeah,
0: um, yeah, Is it is it actually soft? Million dollar question.
1: I think this is more of a placebo thing. If if you tell yourself it's soft, then sure it's soft.
0: Mm,
1: okay, okay. <laughs> and the reason why they're still soft nibs is that he said he would have to change his tooling, which I thought was a kind of strange Aren't
0: they all the thing same? to
1: st- well, no, but because he said I asked him what is the difference between the hard and the soft nibs, and he said that one difference is that the soft ones are thinner.
0: Oh, but it doesn't make that much of a difference,
1: right? And and also he, I mean, even today, Ohashiro pens are handmade, and he has this like foot pedal rokuro, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so if you make them by hand, then then surely you you, I mean, there's not so much. Right, right, tooling. So it was a kind of strange idea. I thought. I think he just liked the idea of being able to sell soft nibs. That's my suspicion. Yeah,
0: I, I do think that there's like this kind of older Japanese, like, I guess, attitude of, oh, I have to change all of my tools if I want to right, you know, make right. it half a millimeter sh- shorter. Which obviously it's not true, but they like to tell. Me so, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because I also recently acquired a Sailor nib, which, um, you know, we've covered this before, but some of the older Sailor nibs don't have um, uh, nib grave stamp.
1: on them. Right, yeah.
0: And so I got one of those, and I kind of just expected it to be a generic, I don't know, medium or whatever. Hmm. This looks like a mini Zoom nib. So it's very, very small, but it's mm. clearly ground to what would have been the older style zoom nib, so I, I'm very excited to to show you this next time, so we can compare the the soft nibs to this mini unmarked zoom nib. For
1: sure, for sure.
0: Yeah, and have you take some photos of that too?
1: Yeah. Sounds go really good, it, Okay, yeah. so let's get on to my next rapid fire <laughs> topic. Rapid so fire I late. did, I did go to Nagahara, uh, as you know, because I, go, I got a pilot eight two three, yeah, and that I wanted him to, uh, to grind. And first, I asked him if he could do a Waverly, and if, and he said, "Sure, I can do a Waverly." Then he thought about it for a while, and then he said, "You know, I could do that, but it will end up just being a minifude." Yeah. And I think what he means by that is that you know this seller for the demand, the it it's it's kind of a sharp bend, right? While if you look yeah, at yeah. pilots wavely, there's this curvature that yeah, I think that's right. I think what he's saying is it's hard to create that curvature. Which mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was interesting. Another thing about Snagahara was that someone, I think on Slack or on Instagram asked me if Snagahara has any any plans to attend any and it pen shows outside Japan next year. So I asked him about that, and he said he would really like to, especially U.S., especially San Francisco. He, he mentioned, but there are no concrete plans at this time, and because of all the you know uncertainty with Japan's complicated yeah. <laughs> uh, re-entry rules. So so he wants to, but we don't know yet if that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, we, we'll talk about this later. As well, but you know when we talked to Style Art, I, I had a yeah. separate conversation with them later, and you know they were all really into you know hey, pen show, um, they're like oh are you gonna go? Are you gonna set up a table? I'm like ah oh, you know I'm thinking about it. You know I need to think about how much I need to, to bring over. But you know it, it seems that all of these vendors are really, trying to gun for at least San Francisco next year. DC is probably a no because it's kind of far away as well. Mm. But at least
1: SF, they're they're talking about in as well. Yeah, there are two things they right. So, so it's probably more e- easier for them to, to get to San Francisco. The other thing is, and there were at least two people mentioning this to me that um, the people who attend the San Francisco pen show, they are these you know tech gazillionaires that come that 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 buy. Right. They're very generous and <laughs> they buy a lot more than than your normal like uh, Japanese pen show attendee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean.
0: Uh, that was the impression that we got as well, right? Like that, yeah. the people who attend Japanese pensions are kind of like kind of cheap.
1: They're kind of cheap, yeah.
0: Yeah, but, but it's also a separate crowd. Again, it's like more of the the ink and kind of fun artsy crowd rather than yeah, yeah. the the, the, the collector crowd. So far, for now, we'll, uh, hopefully, we're gonna have a have a change in that at least parts of that um,
1: you know in the future. But they're hard at work doing that. Right, right.
0: All right, Mori. So, tell us about Mori.
1: Mori, yes. So, um, I asked him about his upcoming uh, platinum pen plans, and he said, "I think we covered this on the previous episode." But he said that he's going, he's working on a platinum precedent for his, for the fourth anniversary of his pen clinic, which is interesting mm-hmm. because um, supposedly the pla- the president um, is being detained. discontinued. Although there's no announcement as far as I can see in Japanese, but Platinum is famously bad at any kind of press communication. communication. But the other pen he's working on is the 3776, which is next year's Wagner pen. And what's interesting about that one is that he's already saying that this is going to be a knees stud, so those so-called shaper cut grooves. Um, right, right, and right. he and he said on a blog in the recent past, or maybe not recent past, but he said that... Uh, he's not going to do those pants anymore because he had, he's had so many problems with knees-style pants in particular, cracking the barrel, cracking. Right. So, I, so I asked him about that. So I mean, what, what has changed your mind? And he said that Platinum's QC has become much better very recently. And the reason yeah. for that is that Platinum President Nakata's son has apparently... Becoming in charge QC, and he has modernized, processes and manufacturing, and it, it's it's very different from before. He's saying, and quality is better.
0: So that actually corresponds to what Nagaha was saying previously, where he was saying, you know, Nagata Shato um, has mm. put a lot of effort into um, uh, decreasing costs yeah. and and improving like processes,
1: right? So yeah, so he's he's done that by delegating it to his son, yeah.
0: I mean, that's good because his son was the president of Nakaya, right?
1: Uh, was he? I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I
0: think it was the, the son's um, kind of passion project uh, mm. to bring up Nakaya. So, so I think it, it's super interesting what they're going to do.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I have a few more uh, short topics. So whenever I go to tips or whenever I, I meet uh Endo-san of Eboya, I ask him the very same question, which is, when are you coming out with a Japanese-style Inkidome eyedropper? He said I, soon,
0: like two years ago, right?
1: Yeah, he keeps saying soon, but this time it was slightly different, right? He said that, you know, it's difficult, we are trying, and there's no timeline for it anymore. So I got the impression that... He, they have tried. In fact I remember last year he even showed me on his like, cell phone photos of prototypes. Right. I think it didn't work quite as well as he, he thought. So now there's no timeline for it anymore. But but do they
0: work? I mean like the inky domains, like do they actually work that well to begin with?
1: I'm not sure about that, but the, the previous ones are all done by Kanesaki-san right and Kanesaki-san he was at the pen show so I, right. I i went over to Kanesaki-san he was just, just a few meters away and um, i talked to him so i I met him bef- before at, at Wagner so I, I ended up talking to him again and i asked him about inkidome eyedroppers and i mean he can do them in his sleep right that is i mean that is his thing he's an expert he's the inkidome eyedropper guy right and i asked him uh, could you, for example, convert like a pilot custom Rushi to an inkidome Japanese eyedropper And he said, yeah, sure. I mean, I didn't ask w- what the price would be because I didn't want to know the answer. <laughs> but uh, but uh, if, you, if you're if you willing to pay for it, then, then uh, Kanesake-san is your guy. He can do that.
0: Do you think he would just rebuild the pen? I don't know.
1: I, 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 I... He My might just rebuild
0: say... the pen, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there's also the the question of the section which has the uh, the metal threads,
1: right. right, right, right. Yeah,
0: and that might be a bit that might be cheating, though, right? That that that's cheating, surely. Oh. A little
1: bit. But but it's 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 definitely possible that he would do that, and we know that. I mean, we talked about Kanazaki-san before, and we'll say that he can replace any part on a pen, right? As long as you you're paying paying yeah. him, right? He he can do anything. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. He's very talented, but he knows he knows his worth and he's charging accordingly. So yep. that's for sure. Um a few more minor things. Oh, so after the first day of tips, I, I did an Instagram post of this Bongbox Supernova pen and also Kobayashi's Decimo with, with Maki. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of people asked me, you know, how can you buy these Kobayashi Maki pens? I kind of knew the answer, but I still went back to Kobayashi on Sunday and asked him. I said, you know, a lot of people are asking me how to buy these pens. Do you, I mean, do you have any plans to sell these <laughs> online? And his answer was, no, because we think Pilot won't be happy with us if we do yeah. that. And I think that's a nice segue to to the next topic, your topic, style Art, because they have a different view on that.
0: Yeah, so Stella Art um, does pens and very famously they use Pilot nibs. And so I think you asked them how Pilot felt about it. Yeah. And apparently, like the Pilot guys actually some pilot people were in attendance at the show you know they weren't yeah. you know uniform they they weren't representing pilot but they went over to style arts table and they're like wow this is this is incredible like you make this all by yourself and it appeared that they were actually impressed with style arts uh, mm. quality and especially when it came to the capitalist uh, especially uh, they were surprised that um that he removed the 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 clip and rebuilt the capless they're like wow this is really difficult to do like are you doing this yourself and so i i think that that's kind of a interesting thing the difference is that um style art is not building it on pilot pens right he's actually turning the pens by himself so maybe that's a difference
1: yeah, that's what he said, that he's actually buying the pens from Pilots. Uh, I'm not sure if he's getting some kind of wholesale price or if he's buying it retail, but he's buying the pens and he's basically just throwing away everything but the nib and section, right? And he's building a pen around that section.
0: Yeah, I believe he does not get it wholesale. I think he he gets it retail. So that's probably why they're okay with it. Mm. Whereas Kobashi Bunkan, obviously, you know, they are retailers, so they they get at the discounted wholesale price, right?
1: What's interesting about that is that a few years ago, uh, Stylo Art sold pants, not just with pilot nibs, but with platinum nibs and in seller nibs. And I had to remind him about that because he had even forgotten about that. But I remember going to his website and you could choose, do you want a Pilot nib, do you want a Platinum nib, do you want a nib? And he said he he stopped that. And he said, Pilot's quality is just better than the two others.
0: I mean, you're right.
1: Yeah.
0: You're absolutely correct. It's just not even comparable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did manage to talk to him a bit uh, afterwards. And I bought a pen from him. I won't really discuss it on the show today. But uh we were talking and I, I kind of showed him my Stack Nibs as well. And he was very surprised that there were people outside of um outside of Sailor doing Stack Nibs. So was it just me or was he very like he was like a very excited kind of a
1: Genki character, right? He was very friendly and and, and he loved to to chat, yeah. It was fun.
0: Yeah, he was super, super chatty. You know, he got super excited. He's like, oh, you're doing this, like, on your own? He's, and he's said, so are you going to have a table next year? I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much I need to actually prepare and you know, have to buy the stuff and you know, get the table. But he was he was super excited. And he actually introduced me to this other guy who was a volunteer at the show um, who had the best name. Um, I'm going to send it to you later. But his name is Hikari Maru-san. And okay. I mean, he he kind of introduced me to him, and he said, "Hey, this guy is a guy who's making pen bodies, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't make nibs and he doesn't do nibs. So why don't you get together and maybe you can, you know, work with him and, and collaborate and do something cool together?" So it, it felt like he was very um, mm. very happy to help kind of uh, introduce new blood into mm. into the scene, which I think is quite refreshing. It's it's very quite. Nice of somebody who's, you know, been doing it for for quite a long time to really mm. have such a keen interest in, I guess, younger people and what they want to do uh, in the scene, because mm. I think more often than not it's it's really the opposite. Right? It's like, oh, get off my lawn! I'm uh you know, you don't have a fishing vest, then uh,
1: then you can't you can't come <laughs> into to my show, right?
0: So I, yeah. I thought that was very very nice of him.
1: Yeah, and. Kind of related to that, I get the impression that some of these uh, these artists and p- pen makers that we have talked to, some of them are kind of semi-retired. They're doing it for fun, and for that reason, they don't really see themselves as you know bitter rivals. Yeah. They are quite friendly, and they just enjoy having a, a good chat and 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 make sure you know people are having good time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I, I, I did really appreciate him and I, I bought okay, you know, I said I was gonna bring it up I'll bring it up any goes. I bought one of his uh his pens. I think it, it's like a piccolo but it's it's not. Um it's one of the Urushi finishes with Raden I think they called it um star uh stardust uh in the in the Shirane model. And mm. I have to say the finish is is very, very good. It, it's extremely well done threads, everything mm. is extremely well done. And I bought, um, I bought it with a music nib. And if you buy music nibs at retail, it costs more. But he didn't charge me any extra for the music nib.
1: Oh, really? That's yeah. nice.
0: So I got in the size 10. Um, but yeah, it's a very nice, it's a very good pen. Um, One of mm. the things that happened while I was there, actually, is, you know, they have the box of Ruch pens, right? And then they have mm. like the Maquie stuff asked to like see some of the makie stuff so she brought the box over and uh and then you know once we we're done you know, they were putting it away and they dropped the entire tray of makie pens on the floor <sighs> no, no, no. and you know there was like you know there was him i think his wife there's me there's akane and we were all like holy oh my goodness it was like crazy, and I so, you know, they're picking up all the pens, and I, I felt so bad because you know I, I asked them to show me some stuff, right? So mm-hmm. I felt really bad. And then, for about fifteen minutes, they lost one of the pens. We couldn't find the pen, and it was the most expensive. One. Oh no! It was like it was like three thousand dollars something, and I was like, oh my god, I. I hope we're able to find it. So, you know, we're, like, scrambling around, looking under mm. the tables and stuff like that. Yeah, Eventually, we did find it, so, you know, thank goodness for that. But um, these people, they were just so, so nice and so helpful, even even though, mm. you know, after they dropped the, the pen tray, they're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. You know, we're going to take care of it. And so they, they were just so incredibly nice. And, um, yeah, nothing but good things to say about them. Yeah,
1: I would also say if you are to drop a 3000 dollar pen on the floor at a pen show, this this is the country and the pen show where you should do that right? because you're going to get your pen back <laughs> yeah, one way or another. Yeah, around. for sure.
0: For sure, sure, for sure. Um I think that's most of the follow-up. We do want to I think talk a little bit about uh the blog post that you you mentioned uh that you you uploaded. I think last week, about Furuta and Kubo, because I think that was a very, very good post.
1: So we talked about Furuta uh, during the live show, right? So yeah. there's this retired Jietai um, uh, officer, I'm not sure what his rank was, right, but, right, but right. he's retired, and for the last year or so, he's been making pens at the same, and it's also been... Like training with and helping um, Kubo, who is this 92-year-old guy who's been uh, making nibs and repairing pens his his whole life. And I didn't find, at least not in English, that much information about uh, Kubo. I thought maybe I should write, especially not about Furuta. I thought I just wanted to write a bit about that. Yes, one thing before I talk about um, Kubo and Furuta... What's always fascinating to me is that when you when you search for a somewhat kind of obscure topic related to the Japanese fountain pens in English, you always find posts on Fountain Pen Network, but they are always, right. always at least ten years old. It's like they had they had this amazing community like a decade ago with people who knew everything, but now they have all <laughs> disappeared somehow.
0: But that was the era of like Ross Stutler, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah,
0: I think what happened was like, there were, I think there was some like um, moderator like mm. issues um, around that time on Fountain Pen Network, so I think there was like a huge exodus and then they all moved to like FP Geeks or something. Not really sure about uh, the history of that, but I, right. I, I do know that there was some drama around that community. So that's probably why the, the information has, you know, all of a sudden dried up.
1: Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. So when I started looking a little bit into Kubo, I realized that he has, I mean, we know that he, he's made some pretty interesting nibs. We talked about his four-time music nib in the past, but that that's far from his most extreme nib. I mean, he is the OG crazy yeah. nib guy, right? He has, for example, made a Namiki Emperor size nib in 24k pure gold. And, that's not, and not even that is the, is the most craziest one. He's also made what he calls a size 100. So twice the surface area nib. Those are very rare as far as I understand. And, but they, they do exist. Jacob. <laughs> oh, um, I'd like to see one.
0: Jacob, I I went to Toma today actually. And, uh, and I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I just sent you two pictures. So... On the right, you know, you have a pen. It's giant. Right, right. But then on the left, that's the pen, the Poma, an Emperor size 50, a conic king yeah. size, and an Agathic 50. So, look at the size of that nib. That's a Kubo nib.
1: I, it looks like a prop. It, it looks like something you use for decoration, right? Yeah. It,
0: it... <laughs> I mean, I, I was in the shop, and I was like, This thing is ridiculous. It's larger than my fingers, like larger than two of my fingers together.
1: Yeah, I wonder just what the raw material cost that nib is.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll put it on the show notes, but uh, it's it's funny. Um, It's it's a 14K nib. Uh, There's a Mm. funny story that I don't want to tell um, on the show, but I'll I'll tell you afterwards. Sure, sure.
1: Yes. So, so I, I wrote about you know Kubo and his various apprentices, including Toma and and um, Iwasu. is not not an apprentice in the same way. I think he's more more of a customer. But then yeah. also Furuta, as we talked about. And um, I see now on Furuta's website he had some pens for sale. They're all sold out now. So <laughs> I'm not sure if I had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I mean his pens. We talked about them on the live show he has this beautiful pens, including these hand-carved ebonite pens. so he's really i mean i'm looking forward to see more of what he's doing i mean he's really just started out right and just done this for one year and he's only now getting into making his own nibs so apparently he's working with Kubo on a more like softer type of a large nib so i'm looking forward to see what comes out of that
0: yeah i am. Um... Okay, I I'm going to save this for for next time. But I, I asked him sure. why he was making these like ridiculous pens instead of like normal pens. He gave me a pretty interesting Yeah, sure. Yeah, we will talk about it. So, listeners, you got to wait until next time to see. <laughs> All right. Um next topic is I guess more of a personal corner um Jacob we talked on the show about me getting that uh, Solitaire Duet Burgundy in the Vermeil cap. And and so I got that pen. There was actually another gold vermeil, um fully for 146, that was like a bit over $1,000 that I really wanted. But I thought at the time it was too expensive. So, you know, what do we do? We go on auctions. We go on Yahoo Auctions. And then I saw this crazy, crazy deal for this Solitaire uh, Mont Blanc. and without looking at it I just, you know, I clicked bid I, I bid for like $530 or something and it um, was like the lowest bid at the time that I could make and I kind of just left it, I was like, okay, if I get it, I get it if I don't get it, I don't get it hmm. know, $530, that's like less than uh, 146 at retail, right? Retail is like $600 right. and to my surprise I won
1: the bid Really? For that price? So this is like 60,000, 70,000 yen-ish?
0: No, it was
1: 53,000 yen. Okay, (laughs) that's very good.
0: (laughs) So I'm like, all right then, I I have a new mom block. But what I didn't realize is that there was damage on the cap. So so after I I won it, I checked the description again, and they did say that um, it said, Hoshi ga which means mm. it's been like um it's been damaged, but it didn't mm. actually show how damaged it was. You know, like damage could be like, you know, in Japan, if there's like a dust mark on it, it's like oh yeah, it's been damaged, right? Right. So, so I wasn't sure. Like, all right, what does that mean? And on um on the on the description, right? What it had was that it's um. It's owned by this, you know, collector, it's European collector who you know takes care of his pen, so you know, it's in otherwise good condition. And I'm just now sending you a close-up of the picture that they put on the on the auction.
1: Well, it looks like there's a little bit like a crater there.
0: Right, right, right. And then now I'm going to send to you what it actually looked like.
1: They picked a good angle from the photo.
0: <laughs> there was a hole in the finial. Straight yeah. Straight yeah. through the star. Like, somebody took, like, a toothpick and went, boom! Obviously, you know, a uh, toothpick mm. wouldn't be able to do this damage. But it was, like, straight through. Mm. And I was like, okay, you know, there's some damage. Uh, I'll probably fix it uh, through, um, through, like, Kintsugi kind of... Um, of concept. Hmm. At first I was thinking, okay, I'm going to cover it with gold. But then I, halfway through, I decided to change my mind. I wrote a, I wrote a Instagram post about this. Um, but i changed my mind. I said, what if I try to do Nankaku Nuri? Hmm. Because Nankaku Nuri is actually one of the hardest um styles of japanese lacquer and i i don't want to use the word urushi here because i did not use urushi lacquer i mm. used cashew lacquer which is for all intents and purposes almost exactly the same in terms of uh, property it just cures differently so i use cashew lacquer um it's very difficult because first of all um you have to get the the shells you have to prepare the shells so what most people don't, you know, bother to realize is that an egg, once you crack it, there's the out, outer shell, and there's actually an inner membrane. And if you do langkaknuri without removing the inner membrane, then the outer shell will fall off. And, um, and you'll just have an inner membrane there, which is, um, colorless. So you have to actually remove that. So the preparation of rankaka involves like removing this stuff.
1: Um, and but, this, by the way, is the single biggest reason why Hiroko doesn't really want to do rankaka. It's not so much placing the the like, shards in the Urushi, it's preparing them.
0: It is a pain in the butt because you cannot see it. Mm. And they're so sticky, you know. But fortunately for me, I actually prepared um, an entire cup. I think two years ago, and I just never did anything with it. I am like, okay, I, ha- I have these eggs. And why don't I, I uh, do them? And then I realized, oh, actually, people use quail eggs because quail eggs are much thinner, and these chicken eggs that I have are are so thick that if I do nakatani as is, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you know just the star that that's elevated. Mm. So, I, I took my carving tools. I carved out. Parts of the star, um, the snow cap, which, whatever you want to call it, and then I embedded the the shells, uh, and then I did several, I think three three layers of black cashew lacquer, one layer of transparent lacquer, and then I um, I buffed it down and I polished it. So I think the end product I'm fairly happy with. I, I'm fairly satisfied with uh, with this. But this was the first time that I did uh, non-kakuni and uh it was it was a blast this this was very very fun
1: yeah i i saw, saw your instagram post the, the end result look, looks looks great so is this something you're gonna start doing more of now
0: uh i don't think i'll actively offer it if somebody wants to you know repair something you know mm. i might be able to do that yeah but it is a pain in the butt to do and so this pen it's just a black body right mm. and i was thinking oh how cool would it be if i had the piston knob done in Nankak Nuri. Right. And then the body done in Isime. So, uh, oh, and then when I when I posted, Hiroko kind of, you know, sent me a comment. She's like, oh, sugoi She's like, oh, yeah, you know, very impressive uh, that you were able to do this. And I said, yeah, I was actually thinking for the, the piston knob to ask you to help me. And her answer to me was, nah, you can do it by yourself. She's like, she's like, you're good enough to do it by yourself. Now, why don't you try and, and do it by yourself? Which was like, oh, okay. She just does not want to do it.
1: <laughs> if she doesn't want to do something, she, she says, so like, it's kind of funny.
0: Yeah. 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 For sure.
1: opinions was, about that. Yeah.
0: It was also funny, like just the way she says, she's like, oh yeah, you're good enough to do it by yourself. Just do yeah, it by yeah. yourself. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, um, so that's that. Um, but yeah, I found, uh, I found the spot on my balcony, um, where the natural sunlight is. And my goodness, the picture qualities are totally different from my poorly lit, you know, living room. So I've been using that. And yeah, this is, I, I bought a, a few more pens, but we won't talk about them until I get them in it. Sure, sure. Yeah, that was my uh my non adventure. Really really quite fun. Um but yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to be doing this for all of my well, I want to do one in Rodden and I want to do one in uh, in um, Goldtown.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. good. Yeah.
0: Um so there's that. We also have some news because there's actually been quite a lot of news. Yeah. Um, let's let's just go in order. We have several capitalist news. Um, we have the Moonman Capitalist.
1: Yeah. What do you think? So, we talked about that a few weeks, or maybe even months ago, because there was this teaser photo on some Chinese social media channel. And now the pen is out. It's called Moonman or Mahjong A1. And it is basically a. Pilot, capitalist clone to the point that it's even compatible with um, pilots, action, like nib units. Right. And I think they went too far. And what I mean by that, I'm not making a moral argument here. I'm not saying what I can and cannot do because I'm not qualified to do that. Instead, my argument is I have this pen. And I think many people already have this pen. But what I don't have, what I don't have is a capless in, say, raw brass or titanium or, you know, cracked ice acrylic. I don't mind that they have created a capless pen. I just wish there was a color or a finish that's I would be excited about rather than something that closely mimics what's already on on the market and and has been on the market for a long time.
0: Yeah, and um, we have a friend, uh, Andy, did he send you the comparison?
1: I've seen photos from a a number of people and it's very similar and I saw this video showing just how how compatible (laughs) it is. So yeah, it's very closely resembles pilot has Actually, in the Etsy listing by whatever that seller is called, it only shows the matte black. But it's actually available in a few color options. But but they all look very sort of piloty. There's, I think I think there's an orange one. There's things like a red one, right, right, uh, like, a, like a white one. It looks like something that's already been on the market, and that's what I think it's this missed opportunity here because what we right. know with Moonman is that. With a few with a few exceptions, they do like they do one release and that's it. Then it's on to the next model. Right. Right. So I would love to see this in, in other colors and other materials, but I'm not uh, optimistic about that actually happening.
0: So it says they were developing this for two and a half years. Yeah. And, uh, and I agree with you. They look very piloty. like, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I have a better version of this pen. Yeah. Um, I think there are several things for me. First of all, uh, I agree with you. I think if they did like a Moonman T one style thing where they came out with a you know brass version or something like that, yeah. that would be very very cool. I would get more excited about that. So totally in alignment with you there. Um, the second thing is I think that you know we'll see what Pilot does. The answer is probably nothing. But, you know, on, on the moral part, you know, and I've made my, my stance clear about this before. Pilot's patent on the design, if it's in effect, then Pilot is well within its rights to, to act accordingly, prevent the sale of these pens in you know international markets, probably can't do anything within China, but um, mm. but that that's just what it is. Um, but if the patent has expired, it's really free game for for anyone to to use that design. And Moonman, I think they don't advertise out of outside of China, so I don't think they're actually you know gunning for the international market per se. Mm. What strikes me about this pen is that it's twenty dollars. Yeah. That's cheap. That's a third cheaper than the Curdas, which was supposed to be the cheap
1: Atlas. That's and the Curedas
0: didn't even work.
1: That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to try it, uh, but i not sure I would buy it. There's actually one reason, though. There's actually one reason why I am excited about this release, and but it doesn't have anything to do with the pen. Did you see that converter?
0: Yes, that was the second thing that I want to talk about. It right. has a Con 50 imitation, but dang, that is a reason to get the pen. And yes. also, not only that, not only that, Jacob. Um, I think it's also like. Uh, the 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 cartridges they have cartridge stoppers mm. and like this is what we wanted pilot to make right like a better converter and cart and cartridge stoppers <laughs> like these are yeah, the yeah, things yeah. we wanted you to make and for 20 dollars honestly a ton 50 costs about that much so if they were compatible yeah i think it's actually worth it to buy it just for those two items
1: yeah, especially as uh, if you search for Con 50 on like Mercury and Yahoo auctions, people yeah. sell that for thousands of yen, right? Because yeah. you, can, you can't buy them the retail pen. anymore.
0: And not only that, I think it also comes with like a carrying case for, for mm. the cartridges. It just, like, has so much stuff. It's it's crazy. Mm. But yeah, I mean, this is not a pen for me. I'm not a huge Captain's fan to begin with but yeah i'm looking at the comparisons between the real deal and and the and the, the moonman but looks like it works but you know uh,
1: apparently it dries out a bit faster than, than the capless at least some of the Taobao uh, commenters had said that
0: yeah and i think um yeah i think it's because of the trapdoor. um mm. obviously pilot put a lot of time and 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 resources into researching that trapdoor so that doesn't yeah. really surprise me but according to our friend uh at Rocks, her capitalist dries out super quickly too so oh really yeah and you know what else is interesting about the the comments is that even the chinese people are like hey if you don't bring your quality up we're gonna buy the the <sighs> yeah that's fair yeah. So that's the the Moonman um A one. They also have a Moonman T five, which is kind of like an Aurora uh eighty eight. This one is interesting because this they're uh it's not in the show notes, sorry, but they are actually saying that this is um this is a metal body with Yatsuke Urusi on it. Baked lacquer. On
1: that would be Okay, I, I didn't actually see that. The DAO, that is a very interesting claim. Yeah,
0: look at uh, look at Moonman T five. It's probably not like mm. Urushi Urushi, but it is uh, right. it is a lacquer finish on a metal body.
1: And uh, yeah, that one looks. I saw it. I I, I wasn't interested enough to, to buy it, but uh, it, it looks it looked familiar.
0: <laughs> yeah. They also have different like types of, of names, But um these finishes aren't really for me. I'm not really gonna right. buy it. And I have I have a bunch of auras that I really love. Um mm. but you know, they're not metal body with baked Urushi. Right, right. Or not Urushi but, but lacquer, you know. Yeah. That's a that's a movement. But on, on Capitalist News, um Pilot released a new series of capitalists.
1: Yeah, the capless SE, which is basically, as far as I can tell, is the same uh, uh, acrylics or whatever you call it as that Custom Heritage SE that we talked about a few months ago. And I think we said at the time that the Custom Heritage SE was surprisingly expensive given that it was the relatively small nib, number 5 size, and it was like 30,000 yen. Yep. The same is true for this new capless SE. So normally these store-exclusive pens often go for around like 25,000 yenish with some exceptions. This one is like 35,000 yen. No,
0: 33,000
1: yen. Mm-hmm. So I like everything a Pilot is doing here except for the price.
0: It's the... Um... It's the same price as their uh, cherry bamboo, and I think a little bit less expensive than stripe, maybe even the same price as the stripe, stripe metal one. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's actually more expensive than their annual limited edition.
1: Exactly, right? exactly.
0: Do you think that's still going to come out?
1: I asked the Itoya staff about that very recently and they said it's it's coming out, but we don't know when yet. So uh, they are usually quite well informed. So I expect it to be one.
0: Right, right, right. I think um, it's it's pretty... They always do something very, very cool. So I'm looking forward.
1: Yeah, those are, I I would say... Probably than the, the most interesting capless editions you, you can get, right? So I'm really looking forward to, as well to this year's model. Yep. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. Um, and then we have some new Sailor inks. Before we talk about the new Sailor inks, I, wanna, I have a complaint. Sailor has been releasing too much new stuff too too many things every week i see sailor on the new sailor this new pen sailor that new pen and i am kind of over
1: to your point there's been one more sailor release since we created the show notes just a few days ago
0: uh oh yeah the the ebonite king of pen
1: right yes yeah they, they they are firing on all students i i agree uh, there's just too much of it right now. And and while we are complaining about Sailor, I have one more complaint about Sailor which is about their website. So let's say you want to know what the new releases are. So I'm going to Sailor's website right now trying to figure out what's new. Okay, so they have like one full page which is which is just like a header image. And then you have pick up whatever that is. And then you scroll down to product, and then you scroll down to more product details, and then you scroll down to web catalog, which is just another view into the products, and then you scroll down into events, and then you scroll down into event reports, and then you scroll down into movies. And finally, like five pages down, that's when you find the news. Yeah. And it's
0: just terrible advertising, terrible pictures, too.
1: But I must say, and I'm usually not too excited about Sailor releases, I think they're doing something, I think they, they're doing the right thing with this uh, Ink release, because what, what what we're talking about here is this new Yurameku, I think it's called, this, yeah. I think they're like five, six, no, eight new... Uh, in, I'm not sure if they're new or like, re-bottled, but it, they look like a, a Fanyan Tan right? Because these are all chromo shading inks. And we know Sator has done chromo shading inks in the past. You know, one, two, three, Seder, Ink Studio 123 is probably the most famous one. They have, you know, the Athena right. Ginkan and so on. Um, The Ginkan is famously hard to get hold of. Sailor went 1, 2, 3 is easy to right. get hold of, but the packaging is kind of boring. We talked before about, well, at least I have said that when I buy, I think it's true for other people, when you buy a bottle of ink, it's not just the ink itself, but it's also, you know, the packaging and the store. You kind of want it to be, a, 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 you want it to be something, something special. A 1, 2, 3 is it's nothing, right? I'm excited about the way they package this, the the names, the the stories, the colors. I think they're doing everything right here, and I'm very excited about this release. What, what do you think?
0: I'm not a fan of the colors that they have. I think it's kind of just like dark and gloomy. Um. Th- yeah, they all look like dark and gloomy, and it's also you know. These friends they're so bad because they, they use the worst inks. I mean, sorry, no, the worst papers. They use the absolute worst papers. It's just like, ah, uh, guys, come on. Like, I don't know what this looks like. And so I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm like super excited about any of the inks per se. The bottles are the small bottles, though, right? They're, they're they're small bottles, and how much are they?
1: I think at are twenty ml.
0: Yeah, and, and how much are they? Are they releasing like sixteen hundred?
1: Yeah, sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred yeah. yen.
0: So, so this bottle is more expensive than the pilot Iroh Shizuku but half less than half the the ink, which it doesn't really matter because I'm not going to use any,
1: like any all of these yeah th- that I think I-, I think is a non-issue and I think we have probably talked about this before yeah. as to, with most topics but, but there's a trend towards smaller and smaller ink bottles because people just they have like dozens if not hundreds of bottles and they can't possibly right, use right, that gold right. ink
0: it, it, it doesn't really matter but it, it does kind of sit it doesn't sit well with me like I wish this came in like the 50 mil bottles, also because I think these smaller bottles in general are just kind of harder to store because they're just like these tiny little things. Um, and I have like so many of them, so yeah, I might try the young I think that looks
1: that one is looks like the lightest one. I'm more interested in that uh, Kangyo, which looks like um. Athena Ginkan so if this is a, a more uh, accessible version of Athena Ginkan I think that that's going to be mm. a hit there were two things about the product description that I found uh, somewhat interesting one is that they say that these inks um they perform well on, on all kinds of paper while you know your normal um uh, Chromo shading inks—I can't remember what I call them—they only work on their, like high-quality paper, so they, they made a point about the fact that these don't require your your high-quality paper, right? And another interesting point was, you know, Sailor—it's it's in the company name. That, I mean, fountain pens is their thing, right? But they're saying here that. These are not just for fountain pens, they are for glass pens and dip pens. Obviously, I mean it it goes without saying, but it's interesting that they are pointing that out in the marketing right. copy. Right,
0: right, right. Um we'll see uh I think these inks come out uh fairly soon, uh yeah. just in a few days. So so we'll see. I don't know if I'll buy one or probably try try some in the stores first. Yeah. And then maybe I'll settle down and uh and Maybe buy two and put them in a, in a bigger box, <laughs>
1: yeah sounds like it's a good idea, Still cheaper than box, yeah, everything is no no uh was well, box is still cheap compared to a yachting style <laughs> that's right,
0: all right, um next point of uh, again continuing with the sailor, I want to just you know blast through these, but they had this celebration of the twenty one k nib um uh series. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it, but it's just it's a set of pro gear and uh pro gear King of Pen. And uh what's interesting about that release is that they are using the new logo finials on uh, on the pens. I have to say I like the old one better, but that might just be, you know, the get off my lawn in, inside of me. What
1: what do you think about the the nib engraving though?
0: I think it's a nonsense design. I, you know, I don't really care for it especially because i know that it's supposed to say 21 um but i think this se- series is here to stay because they said this is the 2021 edition i wonder if the year had anything to do with it because it's 21 and then 21 carat
1: yeah i'm not sure the the, the nib engraving yeah, we we talked about that uh, on Instagram, right? And to me, it looks like it's like the CEO's granddaughter did a scribble, and, and no one dares to say anything about it, right? It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. That, that, that doesn't look that good. But there are some few things that are interesting about this release. So first of all, the price is actually the same price as your regular black and gold Progear KOP,
0: and it does have um, it does have some meta showing, right? Yeah.
1: So, so that that's the other thing. Like. When I saw the photo, the first photo on, I think, Sailor's Instagram account, it looked like... You know when you have like a low-quality photo, like, maybe it like a blurry photo, and then yeah, you yeah, try yeah. to compensate by cranking up the contrast? Right. Then you're amplifying, you're, you're emphasizing all of the noise as well. And that's what it looked like. So I thought it was just a black and gold pen, a like bad photo of a black and gold pen. But as you're saying, it's not actually black and gold. It is, they call it Sailor Blues. It's actually... It's a blue, probably a dark like blue. A blue, greenish color, and and it has. I think it has the same. I think it's called a glass flake, and we they just call think it shine same- here.
0: They, um, I'm reading the press releases. It's so right. It, um, it's like shine glass um, particles.
1: Yeah, and I think that is the same thing as you remember that Usagiya capless from earlier this mm-hmm. year. I think it's the mm-hmm. same technique. So, so you so you're getting a a KOP or a pro gear uh at least for in case of the KOP it's the same price as the black and gold one but it's blue and you, and you got a custom nib custom nib engraving I should say and you get a little bit of like glitter sparkle so I think it's a pretty good deal
0: yeah it, it's okay and and if you really hate the logo you can probably just polish it off because it looks laser engraved
1: <laughs> but i remember you were uh lamenting recently the lack of kops with interesting custom nibs and here's your here's your custom nib engraving on the kop yeah
0: but i want it in a zoom
1: <laughs> yeah you can't have that here
0: yeah i mean it's it's all right yeah and it's, it's it's a pretty good price limited to 500 um but i i have a problem with the theme i mean like Celebrating the twenty-one K gold nib, like what? You know, it's just like, have we ran out of things to celebrate now? Have you've been using the twenty-one K gold nib for years? You didn't celebrate it. So uh, you know, I, I think the theme is—it's just kind of weak for me.
1: Yeah, especially since again, going back to what we said before about how they're releasing just too many pens. This release just got lost, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. and people didn't know what it was about. It had no
1: like proper story behind it.
0: Yeah. Um. Speaking of no proper story, this Ebonite um, carved fountain pen.
1: Yeah, it was hard to tell from the photos again. This this is another theme. It's hard to tell from the photos what's actually going on here. I think Queer made a point on Instagram that it looks a bit like that uh, Martin Athena pen, which it did from the photos. I'm not sure if that if that's true when, when you see them in person. But it's like a black resin and ebonite pen and ebonite part is, has some kind of pattern to it right
0: so i'm looking at the, the again the sailor press release mm. there are 3 pens in the series the yogazumi mm. which looks like a poorly done Ichime finish because i mean <laughs> the 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 finish is not flush mm. with the trims and then there's like a metal heart and then there's like the acrylic um threads and then there's uh there's like the plastic with a regular size name. And then the second one is Yakul, which I mm. think is probably um one of the cooler ones. It's again, you know, black, kinda looks unfinished. I think this looks faceted and they like they they kind of engrave these little circles into into the faceted tracks and I think that's kind of cool as a concept but again the pictures look like somebody drew polka dots um, on, on a photoshop uh, so you know have no idea what this looks like and then the third one confuses me the third one is uh, yokaze and this is like sailor's response to the kung but looks like somebody took a knife and stabbed the ebonite a few times. Um, or a few hundred times. And it's only on the body, it's not on, on the on the end finial. And it, it, the whole release is, is strange.
1: Yeah, and, and the strange the strangeness doesn't end there because they also released three inks and as far as I can tell they're all, all black. Like grey blackish inks. Like come on
0: they're all black. Like... Inks.
1: <laughs> You can have any color as long as it's black, yeah.
0: And it's $800. It's $800, Jacob.
1: $800 with the standard nib, and not just the site but the engraving, which makes me wonder, going going back to the previous release, what is the criteria for a, a mm. custom nib engraving?
0: Oh, but Jacob, you got it all wrong, because look at the packaging they have. They have a special spot for your converter. <sighs>
1: That, that that makes up for it, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of this one. Next sailor, King of Pen Anniversary. Um, so for a third year, they're using um, the Nico Abonite, uh colored Nico Ebonite. And so
1: where are we now? Is it, is it the green one? The green one. The green one. Okay.
0: It's. I think the color is pretty good. After Nagahara left, I mean, if you compare it to the regular Ebenike King of Pens now, which all have Naginata grinds on them, it's like a two thousand dollar pen, right? Mm. I, I don't know. Like for me, it just it's called Yokyo, and we still see the coin in shops today. They they not mm. sold particularly well after Nagahara left. People got the, the got the kaiha almost purely because Nagahara did, like, most of the grinds,
1: right? I, I would think so, right? At, at least, I mean, uh, that would be the reason for me for me to buy the original one, yeah.
0: So it, it's confusing because they say that the nibs come in MF, M&B, and a lot of people thought that these were the regular nibs. Mm. Uh, but they, they are actually the Nagamata nibs. They have a serial number, and it's limited to 400. I have to say, like, if I were to buy a King of Pent Ebonite, first of all, there's no way I would buy the black one if they cost exactly the same. I would buy one of these. Um, right. But I, I, I do feel like, this is, I don't know, what what's the pull for me to buy one of these, unless I'm a completionist?
1: Yeah, but but, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, it does look nice, I believe. It doesn't look 200,000 yen nice, at least n- not to me. Um, especially now, like, talking about Naginata Togi, it's easier than ever to get a pen with a Naginata Togi grind nowadays. But not
0: on the King of Pen.
1: That, that's true, though, yeah, because you can't buy, like, a Zoom-ish.
0: No, if they did, they would be out.
1: That, that, maybe that's why we don't see any KOP Zooms.
0: what's are you were saying?
1: It's, it's, it's still, I mean... Ignoring the, the, the KOP size. It's easier than than ever to get a uh, Naginata Togi. So I, I think the uh, the appeal of a sale Naginata Togi is not quite what it was in the past. And I think we can also see that on second-hand markets. These sale Naginata Toges are getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper on the second-hand markets because mm. the, the the supply is more... <laughs> there's much more of it than before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, I think for this yeah. pen you you would buy it because of the ebonite pattern and to be fair, I, I don't think It's a nice pattern. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this ebonite before. It's presumably done by a Nico ebonite, but maybe yeah. they have an exclusive on it.
0: No, the, the pattern is beautiful. This mm. is a beautiful pen. You know what would make it worth this money? I mean, worth is subjective, right? But you know what would make it so that I'd be more amenable to this is if they did it in Japanese
1: eyedropper. So they, they need to talk to Kanesaki-san then?
0: Well, I mean, come on then. They're a huge company, like, they can develop something. They've made Japanese eyedroppers in the past, way back when. Mm. But but at least if it were a Japanese eyedropper, I could see, like, more historical value in it. But as it stands, it's kind of like, okay, you released, like, was it, like, six things in the last 14 days? You released something every two days.
1: Yeah, they're really firing on all cylinders. I, yeah, I think that they're doing... Uh, yeah. you, you, you would want them to, to, to focus their efforts on, on a few... <laughs> the good models, yeah. instead.
0: And now I don't even know what I what I need to buy from them, right?
1: Like by the to buy, You know,
0: I think they just timed it all wrong, and it's 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 splitting the market. It's splitting their market, and they're not giving the the um the consumers enough time to breathe, which is what I think is so smart about Shishikura's releases. I mean, they're with Sailor mm-hmm. too, yes, but she does like you know maybe two a year. And they all go gangbusters they sell out, right? Whereas you have here, it's like, okay, you, you made so many pens. I just wonder, like, is this their answer to the lack of profitability? Like, how are they going to get profitable if they have so many things? And again, as you said a few, a few episodes ago, you actually say um, this in quite a lot of episodes. We thought they were going to clean up their lineup.
1: It, yeah, they did for a moment, but then they, <laughs> they went the other direction. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, last thing, which we won't spend too much time about, uh, it's the Toma or Time Music. Did you see this on his Instagram?
1: I don't, no, no, yeah, I think I said it. it, it the the, the tines look kind of funny, right? They were not all the same length.
0: So I had the opportunity to speak with Mr. Toma uh, mm. today, and the, the middle time is actually longer. If you go to Toma Pens, it's actually yeah, just it the now. second one. I had the opportunity to try this pen. It's a crazy pen. I mean, it's not done yet so i'm not going to say too much more but i had a very interesting afternoon with uh with mr tomo this pen um has some ink flow issues at the moment which he's trying to solve but i have to say this is if you're a fan of broad nibs this this nib um incredible i like how he's taking kind of kubo-san's ideas and 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 driving them forward as well because kubo did these four time music nibs in the past Mm. so I, i really really appreciate that. So for the full story on Tomapens, uh, listen in to the next episode.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. Anybody cliffhanger?
0: All right. And uh, with that, I believe that's the episode, unless you have anything else to add.
1: No, I think that's it. That's it. We've covered a lot this episode.
0: Yep. Um, all right, then. Uh, with that being said... My name is CY, you can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram and TikTok at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh.
1: And my name is Jacob, and I'm a Fyde fan on Instagram and on Twitter, and I have a blog at foodafan.com. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye-bye.